in a horrifying effort to give abnormally long shelf life to their snacks. Big industry has pumped even more artificial ingredients into their already chemically laden food. The result? Accidentally vegan junk food. We big out on Slurpees, Oreos, and atomic fireballs in today's Vegan Hacks. Vegan hacks. Vegan hacks. We'll just keep on just saying vegan hacks. Who needs any content to just say vegan hacks? I actually have this conflict with myself. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm not an expert. No, but this is not about being an expert. This is this is about democratizing veganhood and DIY and making it accessible for Joe Schmoes such as ourselves. I am definitely a Joe Schmo, but I do like discovery. And I think that that's part of this whole situation. I think when you're talking about being a vegan, it's always a moving target. Everything keeps changing, you know? Totally. Ingredients keep changing. We are here to talk about accidentally vegan foods. Yeah. How are you? What what did you have for breakfast? (laughs) It's the same answer every time. I had almonds and pistachios. Where are you a robot? Uh, pretty much, you know, pretty much. No, I, I like to save uh, the experimentation for dinner. I, I was recently in Nevada with social distancing, of course, and um, not as many vegan options. But the week before I was in San Diego, and have I mentioned this? This place called Evolution Vegan Food. It's like this fast food place, but it's so much better than a lot of vegan food I've had. They had like a carne asada burrito. This is two weeks ago. I should have said this in last week's podcast, but it's just good. It's got cashew cheese. It's got this like, you know, carne asada made of, I guess, tempeh. I don't know what it is. Some soy meat. It's just really good. Okay, I'm going. I'm 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 not going to do the podcast anymore. I'm just going to get in my car. You're just, you're on your way to San Diego now. I'm going to San Diego. And just going to hit it, man. Get some car- fake carne asada. So, yeah. so anyway, it's really interesting, this whole concept of accidentally vegan foods. The fact that these big, giant corporations really don't care about vegans. No. And their objective is to pump as many, many chemicals and artificial ingredients into their product. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say the objective is to pump chemicals. They're just willing to pump chemicals to meet the objective of, like, not expiring and an infinite shelf life so they don't have to worry about moving their inventory at a a particular speed. And they can stock up and they can fill their warehouses and they can buy in bulk and, you, you know, so. And as a result, they just happened to make them vegan. Maybe they're serving the the doomsday prepper um, contingent. Heck yeah. I'm on board. Look, junk food is my jam. All that artisanal soy foie gras you talk about, that's over my head. But th- this is this is my wheelhouse. This is third grade Mike coming back and enjoying all the gas station candy he he has loved over the years. But, you know, there, there, when I was researching this, there's actually some kind of uh, overflow between artisanal and junk food. I'm noticing. Oh. Yes, yes. Especially when you're talking about the baking. I mean, we're we're, we're like teasing this. We're, we're we're talking about all these different things. But let's say you go to like some like she she fancy vegan 
brunch and you order mm-hmm. some pancakes. Mm. And like Pura Vida. That that's right. That's good. right. But but maybe it's Bizquick original pancake mix that they just oh, kind of mix think, together. You think they trick us like that? Duncan Hines walnut brownie mix. Uh, Aunt Jemima pancake mix. Aunt Jemima <sighs> waffle mix. All of this is vegan. And so perhaps they're just using off-the-shelf baking stuff that is actually accidentally vegan. They just make it pretty. Did I just blow your mind, Mike Keller? Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ten pounds heavier next week. <laughs> Most breakfast cereal is actually vegan. We know that, right? Heck yeah. And that's also kind of a thing that you know has a nostalgia when you grow up. You know, you, maybe totally. your Captain Crunch, peanut butter crunch, or Frosted Flakes, or cinnamon toasted oh, oats. You know, have you seen that commercial with cinnamon toasted uh, oats where they they actually the the little pieces of cinnamon cereal. toast crunch they're anthropomorphized they have eyes they have they have mouths but they're like and eat. then you still eat them and kill them in the commercial they're they're like licking each other ew lays mm-hmm. barbecue potato chips yeah pringles original potatoes that have been put together like a frankenstein of potato with it's, it's like a particle potato. board you know like a plywood and they're able to jam into that box, that round cylindrical box. There's something very comforting about uniformity. Each one is identical to the other. This is not about health food because all of these foods are chemically laden, mass-produced Frankenstein food stuff. You have to be willing to not eat whole foods. You're eating junk food. Basically. Yeah, we would not recommend this to be your primary diet. But cardiologists at all would say, please try to eat plant-based, whole, unprocessed foods. But this is for when you want to splurge a little. But Mike Keller, this is your premium diet, isn't it? This is how I subsist. No, you know, I've tried to be good, but sometimes I fall off the wagon and I go on a gas station candy bender. You know, you know, it's interesting, though, if you go into a 7-Eleven, let's say you're doing a like you go on a road trip and you go into an AMPM or 7-Eleven, they actually have a lot of healthy options now in these stores. They do. And I walk right past them and go straight for the Chico stick. Craft creamy Italian dressing is vegan. Ew. Isn't that, I mean, that's really? insane. Yeah. I mean, wh- okay. what makes it creamy though? I don't know. I was looking at the, the ingredients. Soy powder. I have no have, idea. It's soybean oil. Vinegar, sugar, mm-hmm. uh, xanthan gum, propylene xanthan glycerol gum. alginate, spice, whatever spice is, polysorbonate <laughs> 60. We're talking about a lot of chemicals. Maybe it's like some kind of alchemy. All of the chemicals come together and make it creamy. Maybe it's just a, a psychological suggestion. They tell you it's creamy enough and you start to believe them. <laughs> That's right. Something you wouldn't expect to be vegan would be a, a Jello instant pudding. Wow, because regular Jello is not. It's got gelatin, which is like the cartilage of I don't know animals, ho- cloven hooved animals. That's right, but you can make like this kind of nice creamy chocolate Ooh. dessert with Jello instant That's pudding, nice. and you can add almond milk or oat milk or something to to you know instead of the milk in the ingredient but mm-hmm. it's it's something that you can mix and put in the refrigerator and actually have like a really awesome treat 
I would urge uh, listeners to check the uh, ingredients because, you know, there's so many different Jell-O products and some of them do have gelatin and others don't. So double check the one you're picking up. And gelatin being the product derived from animal parts, uh, which yeah, is non-vegan. They, they basically boil down skin, tendons, <sighs> ligaments, and bones with water. There's actually a vegan version of gelatin called... Kosher a gelatin. Yeah, yeah. Well, agar agar. Agar. It's from like, a, what is it? An algae, is it? You know, agar agar is so cool. They had to name it twice. It's, <laughs> it's what they use in Petri dishes. You what know, the when, they, when, they, when they culture bacteria, they have this neutral clear gelatin like substance where they where they culture whatever they're they're you know so it's it's made of agar yeah but dude why don't they just name it agar why do i have to name it agar agar like i mean just give it I, one i name, didn't know man. it was agar twice agar sounds like the like lead singer of a norwegian death metal band that's I right agar well it, and it, it should be norwegian because it's based in seaweed you know it's you know it's got that kind of rough oh, yeah, ocean thing going on but mm -hmm. but again yeah so so sometimes they um call agar agar gelatin as well but it's a vegan mm -hmm. form of gelatin um yeah. hopefully and if you if you see kosher gelatin it's also not made of animals i mean here's the thing if you want to eat like let's say some gummy bears do you really want to be chewing on pig tendons and hell cow? no that's gross man eat you want to turn someone vegan really fast tell them to google uh gelatin and then see the image search of these like piles of bones and cartilage in a warehouse floor piled like uh several feet high it's gross you know i, I don't care i'm happy that they named it twice it's agar and it's <laughs> agar i'm all into it Agar and the straw <laughs> agar the duplicate and and we've sort of segued our way into candy. It definitely pushes the nostalgia button in our lives. Mm -hmm. Going mm -hmm. trick or treating. As vegans, we're not robbed of these experiences. Airheads, Brock's root beer barrels, dots, Jolly Ranchers, Nerds, Red Vines, Skittles, Zots. Have you had Zots before? No, I've had Nerds. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Uh, but Those are great. Yeah, but Zots are like this really interesting candy. I think they're made in Italy. But Zots are cool, man. Kind of an underrated candy. Mm -hmm. So I asked you, young man, to give me three of your favorite accidentally vegan items. And I want you to Heck go yeah. ahead and hit me with them. Okay. Well, I'll start in the candy department since that's where we were. And I would like to discuss how delicious... Sour Patch Kids are. They're sweet and they're sour. They've got a little kick. They pucker your mouth. You can eat a lot of them without realizing it. And um, they're colorful, they're fun, they're great at movies. Uh, and I learned something kind of interesting recently about them. They were originally introduced in Canada and they were, at the time, they, they st it started in the 70s. And in the 70s, people were really into sci-fi. So the maker, called them Marsmen. Um, but then in the 80s, when they introduced the same product in the United States, I guess the popularity of sci-fi was starting to dwindle. And so they did some like market research and they saw like what's popular now. And it turned out to be 
Cabbage Patch Kids. So they're like, let's just call them Sour Patch Kids. It's literally the same candy in the same shape, but they're no longer Marsmen. They're now Sour Patch Kids. Okay, so I don't understand the concept of eating children. I find this <laughs> reprehensible. How dare you eat these children? They're, you know what? They're sour children, so it's okay. <laughs> you you pick them off the sour patch and it's all right. Look, I wouldn't want to eat Marsmen. They could have some kind of intergalactic disease. At least these are grown from the patch. This is a consensual relationship between the Sour Patch kids in your mouth. <laughs> I can't speak on their behalf, but they haven't they haven't complained. <laughs> this is something we shouldn't really delve into. We We're just going down Creepyville yeah, and, yeah, it, yeah. and it's all your fault. Okay, okay, sour Patch okay. kids are yummy uh, okay. and uh, they're not really kids. One of my favorite accidentally vegan things, which is Swedish fish. Oh, now I I don't know. There's something about Swedish fish. It was always kind of an exotic thing. They never really had like they're from Sweden. Well, they're from Sweden, but they didn't have when I was growing up. They didn't really have a mass distribution arm. So every once in a while you'd see them and it'd be kind of a rarity. Now you, I mean, I think they're you see them more often. They're ubiquitous. Yeah. And they do not use gelatin. They use carnauba wax. But you also have to read the ingredients because sometimes the Swedish fish have beeswax in them. And if you're not a honey uh -oh. beeswax type of vegan, then you know you mm -hmm. should definitely read the, the labels. But most of them are uh, a, a proper vegan option. I don't know. I, I like the texture of them. I actually like the kind of waxy kind of texture. I like the flavors, uh, and they're fish, but they're, you know, I mean, and I understand they're not real fish. They're metaphoric fish. We're not really eating <laughs> fish. They're a candy and I really enjoy them. And if I had some right now, I'd be just woofing them down. Okay. Since we're still in Candyland, um, I'll stay there for now. Uh, I really like Chico sticks, uh, because they're not as ubiquitous, just like Swedish fish used to be. I realized this later, but I think it's essentially the same substance that's inside a Butterfinger bar. And I used to love Butterfinger bars before I was vegan. Um, that sort of peanut buttery, flaky, delicious substance. And so one day what I really would like to do is dip a Chico stick in dark vegan chocolate and make a um, DIY Butterfinger one of these days. But it's really good. And I think what's funny is They've had the same recipe for years, but only now they decided to slap the word vegan on the wrapper now because they realized a bunch of us have caught on. So they might as well try to get our business. Well, it's also kind of an underground thing. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. a, a lot of people don't know what a chico, it's old timey. Chico stick it's like is. an abazaba. I think Abba might be vegan too. There's all these like off-brand candies that are really fun. They're only in obscure gas stations like Abba Charleston Chew, Chico Stick. What about what about those like those little containers like the lemon heads? The oh, lemon heads are are a okay. They're they're vegan and they're delicious. They, there was like a whole bunch of like these little like little boxes of candy, lemon heads. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the, a grape one, the, Alexander the Grape. Alexander the Grape. Oh. Boston no. baked beans. Yeah, those were kind of an acquired taste. At first, I thought they were gross, but I I gradually acquired a taste for them. Yeah, those are great. But yeah, it's all of, it's all those not quite first tier candies that like, you see. Yeah, the underground candy. Yeah, the 
the underground candy. <laughs> it's under the ground. The first rule of Candy Club is never to talk about it. Well, um, well, the Chico stick I remember was like the, it had this like the long cylindrical one, mm-hmm. but then they it's also had like small individually wrapped, like Chico smaller bites? little ch- Chico chunks. Chico stickettes. Um, those are a later innovation. It's originally just a stick. What is the chick and Chico stick though? What is a chick? Uh, I think the chickens like to eat them. No, I, I, have, I have no idea. It makes no sense. But again, like Mars Men and Sour Patch Kids also make no sense. Just go with the name. The crown jewel of vegan, accidentally vegan foods, the Oreo, Oreo cookie. See, I knew you were going to Oreos. It is the crown jewel. Um, Oreos were not vegan until 2014 in the U.S. No way! Oreo is one of the most famous accidentally vegan foods. They, they, the cookies do not contain any animal-derived ingredients and are safe to eat for us vegans. But if you have a dairy allergy, uh, there is some milk cross-contact, I guess, within the factory. In the past, Oreos were definitely not vegan. Uh, they were made with lard or pig fat. Ew, gross. Until the mid-1990s. They changed their recipe, but they also used milk whey until 2014. But it's something that you see in all sorts of vegan foods. A lot of vegan recipes, too. Like, if you get a cookies and cream ice cream, most likely they're going to be jamming in Oreo cookies inside that cookies and cream ice cream. You like Oreos. I love Oreos. I was just going to say, you do have to watch out. They there is a they recently released a chocolate-covered Oreo, and I believe the chocolate on the outside is not vegan. So read the ingredients. But most regular Oreos where it's just a sandwich cookie are A-OK. That's right. I have one final delight, which makes no sense that it's vegan. You would assume there would be eggs in it. You would assume there would be some kind of lard shortening. I have no idea how they do this. But those hostess pies are somehow miraculously vegan. And they're horribly unhealthy and they're so <laughs> delicious. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they might give you diabetes, but they, they're, they're wonderful. I love them. I can't have them every day. But when I do, which is rarely, <laughs> um, they're so soft and good. I, I'm sure they're also good if you microwave them. There's a, a fruit filling, like a cherry or apple. And it's shaped like uh, there's dough on the outside. There's a glaze. There's no reason why this should be vegan. It's just somehow they've substituted ingredients and made it uh, resistance to the apocalypse. So, but it's uh, like a fruit pie. You know what else is funny? I believe the one thing that's vegan at McDonald's, it's not the fries. Those have beef in them. It's their version of like their little apple pie or their little cherry pie. If I'm not mistaken, those are also vegan. I remember one of my first images of you it must have been like in Toronto. And I remember you had a Slurpee in your hand. <laughs> and I was thinking... That's, you've captured the real me. I was like, there's a real dirtbag vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new moniker. Dirtbag vegan. If you're going to be feasting on this type of stuff, you got to just own it. That's correct. I'm a proud dirtbag vegan. <laughs> Let me talk about one last thing. The atomic fireball. which is vegan they use a carnauba wax it's this kind of spicy cinnamon 
candy that you that gets spicier and spicier as you just keep it in your mouth. It actually has 3,500 Scoville heat units, which is pretty cool. Oh. So I definitely recommend the Atomic Fireball. Yeah, those are fun. So we talked about things that are accidentally vegan, but there's also this kind of other undercurrent. It's accidentally not vegan. It's a testament to the insidious way that industry puts animal product in things that do not need to have animal product in. Like McDonald's fries? Yeah, what the heck? Some apple juices are clarified using fish bladder. Ew, and some beers too. Some wines and beers use fish bladder, bone marrow, cassian, and gelatin. Nasty. So you basically you have to Google, you keep your little phone in your pocket when you're about to buy something and you have to Google, is Guinness vegan? The answer used to be no, but thankfully enough of us complained and uh, it is now. Oh, oh America, I didn't know. I didn't know. So Guinness is actually vegan now. They, the American Guinness became vegan until a couple years ago, it was clarified with the swim bladder of a Chinese sturgeon. Yeah. I mean, you have to stay on top of these things and keep Googling it because, some, you know, things move back. And I, I, to my knowledge, uh, Foster's is not... Um, Stella is not... Well, Stella might be now, actually. Stella used to not be, and I think they became vegan. You really have to just Google it. So it's kind of something that, that doesn't show up in the ingredients because it's something right. that's actually... It's not an ingredient. It's correct. a process, but it's gross nonetheless. We've led to the part of this podcast that kind of is all the caveats of all the fun stuff that we talked about, all the fun foods and junk foods and stuff. And it, and it involves, we could totally go insane and talk about a couple of different things. Like let's say uh, uh cochineal, the cochineal bug. Yeah. That red dye is from these squished beetles and it's in candy and it's in like energy drinks and it's super gross. It's known as uh cochineal, carmine, carminic acid, natural red four and e20 any of those and the beetle yeah and they use it anything anything from sausage to artificial crab to uh, pink pastries to yogurts to all sorts of different things like i think eating insects i'm not saying everyone has to but i'm definitely gonna read ingredients and if i see cochineal uh i'm out like this you eat like jelly belly jelly beans those jelly beans are a lot of the red is cochineal, and then also nope. they, they also use these this shiny shellac. That's mm-hmm. it's a resin that's secreted from the female lac bug. <laughs> and uh, I thought jelly bellies were vegan. They're not. Uh, I think we have to do some research on that. But I I, yeah, I have okay. a feeling everyone using, Google that they're using a lot of bugs. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. You want to hear another really gross one? Go ahead. You know some, like, breads? They have L-cysteine in it? Mm Mm-hmm. Also some, like, shampoos. This is, like, a weird kind of not vegan. Um, Some of that is derived from hair. Okay. Okay, everyone, let's back up this uh, um, hair truck into the bread factory so we can go (laughs) ahead and make some extra... I don't know. It, again, it's so funny how we spend our lives avoiding bugs to realize that there's actually bugs in the food purposely. 
There's this out of Not sight, out of mind thing. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, you you do have to be careful with uh, lecithin and mono and diglycerides. Those can sometimes be vegan and sometimes not. And I don't personally know how to tell the difference other than by just Googling the specific product and asking if it's vegan. Because otherwise I have no idea. Because some of it, like some lecithin is from soy, some is not. I don't know. I don't know how to tell. Bone char is animal bones that are burned and turned into a filter um, bone char is used to filter bleach and bleach the sugar and so we do not know a lot of these sweets whether or not they're that, that bone char is used within this infrastructure so Especially in the United States, I guess it's not. It's, it, it doesn't happen in the UK. I'd, I'd be at different different places, but but bone char makes sugar white. Maybe we have to import all our sugar from the United Kingdom. Sometimes the infrastructure of our food system involves animal product, and we have really no control over it. I mean, other than not enjoy the eating whole unprocessed foods That's which true. i mean we should be doing I, of course i don't practice what i preach but ideally if you see the shape of the plant you you go grocery shopping and you get a bunch of vegetables and grains you're okay well this is what our podcast is about though it's not about you know living Purity. off the land and, and no no I don't get of course the, what I just said is not what I do <laughs> I eat hostess pies uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that's the one way to be sure and other than that uh, you gotta be a little savvy and google things and try your best and maybe occasionally an insect's carcass will slip by you well you're gonna if you're chewing on something eventually an insect's gonna fly in your mouth eventually one mm -hmm. way or another mm -hmm. i mean we are the dirtbag vegan podcast yeah maybe it's time for a rebrand <laughs> we're branding dirt right now vegans. and uh yeah. yeah so 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 that i think that's i think we've semi covered it i mean i i think the thing is be vigilant look at ingredients be aware that there's some things that are beyond our control and don't beat yourself up too much. Yeah, and and if you want to go that whole foods, grow your own food, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with what we're doing, but, you know, that's how we are. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> so, so, and then I'd like to congratulate Mike Keller. We've got through five episodes. I'd like to congratulate you, the progenitor of this project. So what's it like? Alpha Dirtbag. Yeah, I am the Alpha Dirtbag. Thank you so much. That is awesome, Mike Heller. So that is another episode of Vegan Hacks. I hope we've learned something. We've uh, maybe blown some people's minds. We've blown our own minds. Who knows? <laughs> we've atomic fireballed our minds. You know, life is like an atomic fireball. Hits you really hard at first and then kind of peters out. <laughs> <laughs>